Welcome to Inspired Women Amazing Lives Podcast, where we seek to thrive, flourish, and celebrate amazing women. I am Kimberly Wiggins, and we are hosting inspired women who are sharing their lives and their stories so that other women may know that the journey to their amazing life is definitely within reach. We are here every week to share resources and information that will help you along the journey to being that inspired woman leading an amazing life. Check out our new Marriage of Mindset and Marketing series every second and fourth Wednesday of the month where we are hosting live coaching with mindset and marketing coaches who are sharing their insights with business owners so they can experience the magic of coupling mindset techniques with marketing strategies. Be sure to listen in as there's always takeaways for every new and seasoned business owner. Remember to like and comment and most definitely share these episodes with another woman that you admire and one who truly inspires you. Or simply share with someone you would like to inspire. Enjoy. Welcome to Inspired Women Amazing Lives podcast, where we seek to help women thrive, flourish, and enjoy their amazing lives. And today, especially for moms, I have an amazing guest today, Miss Irene McKenna. Welcome, Irene. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes. And so Irene McKenna is a parenting coach, and she is the owner of IreneMcKennaCoaching.com. She is very passionate about supporting moms and creating an empowered, life-enhancing reality. I love that. And stepping out of the exhausted, life-draining one that they may find themselves in. Now, don't you know some moms that feel that way? Absolutely. (laughs) She lives in upstate New York with her two amazing little boys who inspire her daily and her wonderful husband. A sneak peek into her world might find her dancing it out to Bon Jovi while drinking her kombucha out of a wine glass and eating siete grain-free chips like they're going out of style. That's right. Yeah. Welcome, Irene. Ah. Wow. Sounds like you lead a very exciting life. Well, at least on paper. A lot of it is still the the nuts and bolts of daily life, as we all know. But definitely the, the shifts that I have created in this journey to being a parenting coach have allowed me to see the beauty and the fun in all of these moments versus just kind of feeling bogged down by, by the chaos and feeling out of control. I love that. Yes. And rarely, um, rarely do we take the time to really just live in the present that way where we're just enjoying it. We're enjoying it all. We're enjoying the good days and the bad days, the good moments, the bad moments. We're just enjoying it all. We're taking it as it comes. Right. Right. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Irene, share your story with us. What brought you to being a parenting coach? Absolutely. So my background is actually in physical therapy. I've been a physical therapist for almost 20 years. 
Um, the year before my kids were born, I was able to go to what's called per diem. So I would just fill in vacations. I would work days off. And before they were born, I was pretty much doing that full time. But when they were born, I was able to really cut back and cut down. And then two boys in 15 months made it kind of chaotic around here. So I cut way back. But when it was time, of, like it was like four years ago, there was a few things happening. One, I was kind of in a state of all of that muck was really bogging me down. And I was not seeing the beauty in any moment. Um, oh, wow. And everything was suffering as a result. And the second thing was, as I considered my kids going back to school, working full time in this profession just didn't fuel me. So wow. it was kind of a double process of me finding myself and kind of working my way back um, as a mom. And I started out being a certified health coach. And I was working with moms in that realm. And there was just something missing because in my own life and when coaching, no matter how much I took care of myself, there was still this gap between how I wanted to be as a mom. I was still yelling. I was still like, you know, hiding behind my closet door crying. Like, I, I just can't do this. I can't do this today. My relationship to my husband was suffering. It was all just kind of a mess. Um, and then one day I was talking to a fellow coach and she says, oh, I'm a parenting coach. And I was kind of like, say what? And, you know, thinking I could support my clients better, I looked into it, I found a program, and the way it worked is I went through the program first as a mom, and then learned to coach it, and it completely transformed my parenting. Like, I did not know there was another way to parent than the yelling and the punishments and the consequences and trying to find the right magnet chart that would finally get them to do what I wanted them to do. Like, I didn't know there was another way. So finding this and watching it over the past three years transform my relationship with my kids, but also with my husband, told me that this was, this was my path. This is what I'm passionate about. And even though it, I identify as a parenting coach, it's really about being a relationship coach for moms, focusing on the relationship with themselves first and then with their child. Yes. Now you said a couple really good things in there, um, Irene, that were like nuggets. I wanted my audience <laughs> to hear that. Um, like you said, you did not know there was another way, nope. you know, and we don't know what we don't know, huh? Exactly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I know what I knew what I was doing wasn't working, but as the saying goes, you can't, you know, you can't get to where you want to go by taking the same, uh, you can't get someplace different by taking the same road over and over and over again. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then I like the fact that you said, um, it's not really parenting coaching. It's really relationship coaching. It yes. is. Yeah. Because you are building a relationship with your children and the people, everybody in your house. Right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's I love seeing that. parenting from a different role. It's seeing you, you can't do the, you can't do the work for your child. You can't live their life for them. You can't make them be something they're not. You can't make them do something that you want before they're capable of doing it. So when we focus on the relationship first with ourselves and then the relationship with a child, we become that teacher and guide versus trying to force and demand and create a much more peaceful and fun experience. It never gets to feel easy. I mean, it's still raising a small human, but it gets to feel more enjoyable. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Um, 
I mean, my, my kids are uh, grown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, never, I never thought I would live through it. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I really thought mm-hmm. I would die in that process. I was I like, do. Irene, I would say, Lord, you gave me these kids, but you forgot to give me an instruction manual. Yes. If I yes. had a, a dime for every time I said that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, it's great to know that we are at a place now where we have people like yourself, Irene, that can help um, parents because that experience to me should be something very, very joyful that, you know, cause they're only young once and you right. get to watch them grow up and it should be right. so joyful. And so many parents are sitting in that space of, Oh, they're driving me crazy. <laughs> well, I think a lot of that comes from this, you know, we're taught as young children that our, our sense of accomplishment comes from outside of ourselves. So as moms, what better sense of accomplishment than the behavior and accomplishment of a child? So when they're not behaving as we think they should, as society tells us they should, we're trying to like force this, you know, square peg into a round hole and they're driving us crazy because we're not able to accept the moment as is. We're not able to just be present in that moment because we're either worried about who they're gonna be, we're, we're worried that we haven't done enough, we're worried about the behavior they're exhibiting in the moment versus thinking of parenting as the long game. We're, we're shouldering all of this weight of these expectations of the child we are supposed to be raising. And when they don't fit that, that narrow um, path, there's something wrong. There's something wrong with what we're doing. There's something wrong with what they're doing. And we need to fix and manage and control, which is constant pressure on us to not be able to actually just be in the moment where living actually happens and focus on what it's going to be you know, next year or two years from now or focus on what it should look right now. And right force a child to meet that expectation versus being able to be present and support them in the moment. Beautifully said. Yes. And I fully, I got all of that. I mean, that was so, it do, of course it's clear to me now, right? Cause I, <laughs> I we just don't have, know what we don't know. Yeah. Yes. And I just have the grandkids now and I so enjoy them. You know, I give my daughter a break and mm-hmm. I keep them on Friday nights. And we have our own little Friday night ritual. You know, we have pizza and cookies and ice cream. And, and, you know, I take them back like midday on Saturday. So it's really easy to manage them now. And you know, what's even funnier, Irene, is that when they are, you know, they're, they're boys and they're four and 10 and they're Mm -hmm. fighting and they're mm-hmm. bickering at each It doesn't even bother me. It's like, because <laughs> you've got like, what, 24 hours to get, I can, I can do this, right? And Maybe that's yeah. why. I'm like, <laughs> why is this not bothering me? Yeah. It just doesn't bother me. You know, because some- it doesn't hold the same expectations for you to be doing this job. You can just be there and be like, okay, this is, this is how it is. You're not carrying around all of that fear and all of that frustration that this was how your life was for the past five days, you're kind of able in this role to live in the moment with them and be like, yeah. because you know that they get to the other side, you raised your children, you know, they get there and you're like, okay, 
it is what it is right now. Whereas a mom, we just hold on to so much of that pressure that we have to fix this now. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. I want moms. Oh, I, I'm, I'm really, there's a lot of, of, of snippets I'm going to take out of here on this interview and just post it everywhere. Cause I really want moms to hear this, you know, um, I'm, I'm going to make my daughter listen to this <laughs> because, it's, it, you know, she feels like it's never going to end. But, you know, I tell her this doesn't last forever. They don't stay small forever. So, Irina, as a parenting coach, mm-hmm. what do you really specifically help moms with? What's your sweet spot? Sure. Um, I would say it's helping moms understand themselves, helping moms understand their own story that creates their reactions. Like for example, I have a client right now and she came to me because her son was really struggling with drop-offs at preschool. Just, it's been like almost a year. He still cries and throws a, Uh. you know, throw has a meltdown every time. And she's coming to me from this behavior of feeling overwhelmed. And, you know, in like two sessions, we're digging. And what we realize is, so a quote that I use is we, that we'll share at the end, but I'm going to share it now because it's it. Um, yes, uh, it's appropriate. Is we we share more with our presence than our words ever will. Mm. So we communicate more with our presence. So her energy was like he's never going to stop. He's always so she's always in this state of worry. So he's picking up on that worry. So when we can focus on how we're being, because we can't just try to be patient on the outside while we're like you know, coiled up on the inside. But also what we realized was her story behind that, that she's been carrying around her, her all of parenting and most of her life is, you know, life, life is hard. Life, life ha- is hard around me. It happens to me, mm-hmm. which means I, I have no responsibility for my reactions because they're happening to me. I need, when we react, we're basically asking, in this case, a child to stop what they're doing so we get to feel calm. We're mm. asking them to be okay with their feelings, with their four little years on the planet, so that we get to feel calm and we get yeah. to let go of our frustration and we get to let go of our fears. But it doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. So my sweet spot is really honing in on what is actually happening behind the scenes. What are you believing in those moments so that we can reframe it, we can change your response so that your child picks up on that. It's kind of like you bring them to your calm versus pouring fuel on the fire. And the only way we do that is if we're aware of what's happening behind the scenes for you. I had another client, her daughter was, had a lot of anxiety. She was eight and she was having these meltdowns and she's like, I'm doing all of the things. I'm there with her. I'm helping her. I'm giving her all these tools. But her actual feeling was, my daughter's holding me hostage and controlling me and, th- and, and this isn't fair. So she's like, when I hug her, it's kind of like this, like, mm, you know, versus like really feeling the love. Mm-hmm. So we tweaked this and a week later, those meltdowns had gone down by like 80%. And when they happened, they were like, wow, compressed in time just by tweaking how she was showing up in those experiences. Wow. Amazing. Amazing. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's some really important work. And, um, I'm an, I'm an empowerment coach. I'm an empowerment business coach. And, and Irene, I I can vouch for that for sure. 
Yeah. It's finding out what it's kind of like going, digging deep and finding, going back and figuring out what the trigger, what yes. is triggering you. Yes. And absolutely. so, yeah, I, I totally, that's an interesting um, perspective on that. I love that. I love that. Because yeah. I could give you all of these tools and strategies for, you know, parenting. But if we don't address that, just like, you know, in business, you can give the tools and strategies to build your business. But if the belief underneath is this has to be hard or, you know, I'm triggered because I was never listened to as a child. So now my child doesn't listen and I'm triggered by that. If we don't address that, it doesn't get to change. Yeah. You know, I think of empowerment as, you know, taking responsibility for our healing, taking yes. responsibility for our life, whether it's in the business we want to create or in the parenting experience we want. It's really about taking responsibility that if it's not what we want it to be, it's not up to, it's not up to our child to give that to us, but for us to heal ourselves, to be able to create it. Absolutely. Beautifully said. Yes. I so totally agree. One of the things you said and the information that you sent me was in this, they learn how to set boundaries peacefully. Mm -hmm. That sounds great. Step yeah. out of chaos into calm mm -hmm. and learn to parent from consciousness versus reaction. Yes. Love that. Yes. Wow. Now, some people would say hire a hire a mom, a, a parenting coach for a mom. Yeah. This is ridiculous. What will you say to them to help them understand the importance of that? That as we said before, we can't get to where we want to go using the same strategies that we know. And as you so eloquently said, we are not given an instruction manual for this. We learn, we don't come to parenting with a blank slate. We come to parenting with an idea of what it looks like to be a parent, what it looks like, you know, yeah. for a child's expectation. So we download all of this in the first seven years of, of our life. And for most of us, we weren't raised by parents who were aware of their own feelings, who were right. consciously aware and living in the moment, but they were putting all of these things onto us. Compound that with the fact that a child is going to make generalizations and interpretations about life. Like, for example, you know, one of the stories I carried around with me for the longest time was my sister mattered more than me. She was more important. Her needs were more important. So my needs didn't matter, which meant that played out in my parenting with I didn't know how to give myself what I needed to be the parent that I wanted. And I couldn't show up for my kids. I wrote a post about this just a few days ago. Like my son last week got very triggered in the belief that his brother was getting something he wasn't and it wasn't fair. If I wasn't aware of what my own story so that I could kind of check myself, I would have made his experience all about me and I would have needed to, I would have needed him to get over it so that I could get over mine. So what that looks like uh -oh. is, you know, as he's saying, you know, this isn't fair, I would have argued with him. I'm doing the best I can. I have two boys. I'm just one person. I can't do everything. Sometimes it's going to feel unfair. Get over it. Right. Versus being able just to be there be like, I hear you. This feels really unfair right now. And then shut up, like be quiet, let them feel their feelings. But we can't let them do that when we're in our own heads, because the way the brain works is it makes the moment all about us. 
Wow. So this is how we get to, you know, show up differently and heal our own story. So what I would say to a mom is we don't see our own stuff. You can use a stronger S word if you want in that case, but we don't see our own things. We don't see our own stories because we're so busy reacting. We live what 95% of our day from these subconscious patterns. So we, we are in this state of reacting. We don't learn how feelings really work. We don't learn how we take action from those feelings. So again, it goes back to the fact that if we can't just wish to stop yelling, we can't just want to stop yelling. We need to learn why we're yelling and new strategies to put in place. So does every mom need a parenting coach? Absolutely not. But if, if where you are isn't where you want to be, coaching can be a very powerful tool to help get there. I'm not here to heal you. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to ask the right questions, just as you know in business. I'm here to ask the right questions so you uncover what's really going on for you so that you have a choice moving forward. It's just about creating choice. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, we don't, as coaches, we don't have a uh, magic wand. So we really can't heal people. But you give such good tools and such good advice that the, the expectation is people begin to heal themselves. They begin to go through a journey where they, yes. they begin to figure out what to do to heal yes. themselves. Yes, absolutely. And that is where, where it's so empowering. You're right. Um, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love this. Thank you so much. Sure. I've, never, I've never had a parenting coach on the show. So this, oh yeah, I'm going to tweet this out <laughs> everywhere. This is really, really good. Okay, so... So what are some of the coaching methods you use, Irene, when you coach with, with moms? Um, I don't even know if I would, you know, classify methods. A lot of it is just asking the right questions. A lot of it's, you know, neuro-linguistic based, Mm -hmm. but it's asking the right questions to uncover those patterns and then reframing and coming up with those, um, life enhancing beliefs and life enhancing um mantras and stories it's not just about repeating a mantra over and over again but it's about taking an old one and giving your brain a new one and then doing it over and over and over again it's relaying those tracks in your brain to create a new pattern knowing that in the beginning it's like lifting weights at the gym it's hard work to step into this journey of consciousness Mm -hmm. but as we do it you know, we learn to reflect inward versus cast outward. And that's the biggest thing that I teach. So it's awareness. It's uncovering those beliefs that are keeping you stuck. And then when we have this basis, then it's teaching you specific tools and strategies in parenting to set limits peacefully, to know how to navigate your child's feelings without feeling you need to be responsible for them. Um, it's, it's shifting how you see parenting and how you see your child's behavior specifically and how you see your role as a parent so that you can show up differently. Love it. And you do that through one-on-one coaching mostly or? I do. Yep. I do one-on-one coaching anywhere from, I have a single 90 minute session on setting boundaries peacefully all the way up until six months. Um, and that's what I do one-on-one. Yes. Yeah, because that's a work in progress. Yeah, 
So I, I, I could see that. Very nice. Um, Irene, let's take a short break and we'll be right back with some situational coaching examples that Irene will coach me through. Hey, inspired women. Have you hit a point in life where you realize you put everyone's wants and needs before your own? Maybe to the point that you have no idea what you like to do or dream anymore. I'm Val Selby, and I'm here to invite you to live your bold life, to live as your best self. As I personally hit the empty nest years, I realized I was lost. My role of running the family was coming to an end, and the world was wide open to me. I could do anything. I could go back to school. I could get a new career. I could restart those many hobbies or find new hobbies that I'd previously had no time for. I had so many options. I was completely overwhelmed and I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do next. And I'd forgotten what my personal dreams even were. I created the What Do I Want workshop based on the steps I took and the ones I continue to take as I grow, change, and try new things. I want to help you find yourself and your dreams. You have many years left to tackle the world, but first you must ask yourself, what do I want? Hey, welcome back with, with, with <coughs> Irene McKenna. And now Irene is going to coach me through some situations here. <laughs> and these, listen, I see these situations. Um, so I, I, I'm interested to hear what her response is. Yes. So, okay. I mean, <clears throat> my child is four mm -hmm. and totally throwing a temper tantrum every time I say no. Mm -hmm. Coach me. Absolutely. So what I'm hearing you say is that every time you don't give your child what they want, they're having a meltdown. They're having a tantrum. Mm -hmm. What are you believing about that tantrum? that I just want that tantrum to go away, that it's, mm. it's like, I really think they're just trying to annoy me. <laughs> yeah, so it feels like they're trying to annoy you and you just want it to go away. Yeah, absolutely. What about, what would go, it going away allow for you? What would that give you? It would give me, first of all, they are just, making a lot of noise so it would give me a lot of peace mm -hmm. and quiet mm -hmm. and it would give me time to think in my own head mm. it, you know i just feel like when they're doing this i i can't even think so it would sure. give me some peace and quiet and time for me to think yeah so them being quiet would give you time to think it would give you that peace and quiet Let's shift for a moment. What do you think they're going through when you tell them no? <laughs> Irene, I really think they're saying, if I do this every time, eventually she'll stop saying no. Mm. So I think they're, they, they, I really think they're enjoying it more, <laughs> more than anything else. It certainly feels that way. So Here's the shift I'd like to offer you. When we don't learn to process, when we struggle through processing our own emotions, it makes, us, it makes it hard for us to be present for our child. So all I'm hearing and what you're telling me is how their experience is affecting you, right? It's loud for you. It's, it's kind of inconvenient. They're trying to basically manipulate you into saying yes. 
-hmm. You're giving them a lot of credit. <laughs> You're giving them a lot of credit at four years old. So here's the thing. The way a child learns boundaries is if you put them in a dark room with no windows or doors, they learn to find their way by feeling it out. So they're, they're, they're expending all of this energy trying to figure out where it is. If we keep moving the walls, they're going to keep expending all of that energy to figure it out. The way children learn is to question, is to push back, is to ask, are you really sure you don't want to do this for me? It's not that they're trying to get you to give in. It's actually that they want to see if you're going to hold. Huh. So think of it like this. You're, on a, you're getting on the roller coaster at, at the amusement park, and the bar comes down, and then the guy comes and checks them all. Him checking to make sure, you don't want to see that bar give. You want to see that it holds so you can now relax on the ride and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. They learn by holding, by, by us holding those boundaries. So when they're questioning us, it's not that they want us to give. They want us to hold. But here's the thing. They also don't have a lot of room to hold the disappointment, the desire. So it's, it's what we feel like in those moments is this is conflict, that they're trying to get something from us. So right. we only see solutions that benefit us. Right. Right. Which is just for them to stop already. Right. But when we can see that, oh, this is actually, they're just letting out their disappointment that they don't get this toy. Mm -hmm. And now for you and I as an adult, what's the difference between if we're having, you know, we're disappointed because we just wanted to go, you know, buy something and it's out of stock. And, you know, your, your, your husband, your partner, whoever comes in, your daughter comes in, she says, oh, just get over it, whatever. And you're like, but I'm really disappointed right now. Right. How much different would it be like, oh, mom, I know you really wanted that. That must be really disappointing. You're like, yeah, it really is. Yes. So if we can show up for our child in that moment by seeing their experience is actually separate from our own, and we can say, oh, you really want that toy. It's so fun to get new things. I, I hear you. It's, you know, you know, and we just leave it at that. We empathize with it. We validate with it. Mm. And they learn to move through the feelings. But if we're basically ignoring or pushing away, they're, all they're trying to do is pack away those feelings so they can feel our love again, feel our attention, feel our affection. But what they don't learn is new strategies to calm their body. So what it can become is, oh, you're so disappointed you really want that toy. Do you want to stomp your feet to let some energy out or do you need a hug to calm your body? So we're giving them tools so that they can access that calm, which it could be, you know, physical activity, stomping your feet, clapping your hands, or it could be, are you ready to calm your body? It might be a hug. It might be, do you want a color? You know, how can I help you calm your body? And if they're not ready for that, they might just need to feel the feeling a little bit more. They might need to work through, but the more we're consistent and the more we validate and hear their feelings, the more they learn to move through them. When we continue to push them away and ask them to pack it away because it feels better for us, they never learn how to calm their body and they're still expressing these big feelings every time. Nice. Very nice. I love that. <laughs> and I could, when you were saying, when you were talking through that, I could see, I could, I could visualize kind of what you were saying, because when you use the example, 
of me being disappointed, I know sometimes uh, like I miss a sale or something. I went sure. to pick it up, I got there, it was all gone. And how disappointed I was. Right. And I'm getting them to, to call other stores to try to find right. it. And can't find it. And right. I'm really disappointed. But what if you went up to them to ask them to call a different store and they're like, lady, the sale's over. Just get over it. Yeah. Right. Because that would be more work for them. That would be like, whoa, like, what is that? Right. It just escalates our feeling. It's like throwing fuel on it. Yes. Versus if they're like, oh, I hear you. You just missed it. Let's see if we can find it for you. You feel heard. You feel validated. And that yeah. disappointment kind of goes down and right. we can kind of restore that calm. Very nice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That makes sense. Now, Thank you for that. That's some strategies I can use. My four-year-old grandson actually does throw that tantrum all the time. And, yeah. and, and, and when you, I'll tell you what, something else you said that was pretty potent for me. You said they're holding their feelings. I think you mentioned something about holding it in their body and they're yeah. not being able to, they don't, they want to feel that calm, but they don't know what to do with the feeling right. at that time. That they're they don't know how to release this disappointment without it. They don't want to be out of control. Now, if we think about it, they don't want to be out of control. They don't know how to find their calm. So it's and up to us to help them bring them to our calm versus demanding that they be calm so we get to feel better. That is so... I, I, I visually see that in my grandson because yeah. he actually, he gets, he starts doing, mm, and he gets really mm, like really tight in his body. And it's like, I'm like, what are you doing? And yeah. so, you know, I'll see his mom, he, he throws this tantrum and then his mom is like, stop it, stop it, stop doing that. Because she feels like he's being, you know, disrespectful right. by doing we, those things. We label, we label and then we react. So we label this and then we react to that label, but we label it versus how it affects us. They're being disrespectful to us. They're being defiant. It's like we expect to just say no and then to like it. Yes. To just be okay with it. Yes. You know, and they only have four years on the planet. So they live in the moment. So you saying no to them doesn't mean that they know that they get to have more cookies tomorrow. It means right. that right now you're saying no, and that's really disappointing. Right. And so when we can see it in that way and create those shifts in our response, we actually help them restore that calm versus demanding that they just stop. Stop being upset about this. You can't punish somebody into emotional regulation. You can't make them, you know, be calm. Those emotions will keep playing out. Yes, yes. And, and, and yes, it will. And I, you know, I'm going to tell my daughter that the next time just Try to, try to explain it to him and give him a hug so he won't feel this because his body physically tightens right. up. He gets we often up. feel like if we agree with a child or if we validate their feelings, we're agreeing or giving in. You don't have to agree or give in. You could say, you know, you really wanted a cookie today. That's all you have to say. And then just let them have the feeling. And they're like, oh yeah, mom gets it. Mom gets that I want it. Another one that really works for my son when they tighten up like that is you can pretend their fingers are candles and they blow out their candles, which forces oh. them to take those deep breaths and it gives them a visual. Because when we tighten up, we're in that stress response. So in that instance, your child sees you as the enemy 
And it's like it creates this power struggle of needing to have a winner or a loser. But if we don't, there can't be a power struggle if we don't engage. Like if we don't enter the battle, they'll release it. Very nice. That was some good coaching. Oh, wow, <laughs> women. Listen, moms, I hope you heard this. That was some good coaching. Um, in just that quick second there, Irene was able to give me some, a couple strategies I could use to share with my daughter for my grandson. Because, you know, I just like seeing him do that. But, you know, just trying to figure that out. I'm definitely going to recommend you to mm -hmm. my daughter, Irene. She <laughs> needs some of that um, you know, it's something important you said earlier. Our parents, and Irene, I'm I'm older than you, but our and my parents. So my parents were older. Mm -hmm. My mom actually gave birth to me. I think when she was 51. Wow, very late in life. Mm -hmm. So I have this huge family. There's ten of us. I'm the youngest. Mm. Um, so the parenting style was so different. Yes. Right. And yes. so I'm bringing some of that parenting style into the way sure. I raised my children. Mm -hmm. And then my daughter is taking some of that parenting style sure. with the way she's rearing Absolutely. hers. And so that is very, very interesting. I never, I never thought about that, you yeah. know, until you really said that I should have known that, but I never thought about how, you know, my parent, my mom was a, she was an amazing mother. She was so wise. Mm -hmm. But she was so busy that, and I often say this, she never really took the time. You know, I can, I can rarely remember a time that she hugged me mm -hmm. and said, I loved you. Mm -hmm. But, but in, in all the things she did, mm -hmm. I could see the love. Sure. You know, I could, but sometimes I behind the scenes without realizing it, that as a child of three, four and five, you're interpreting what that, what that means. So looking back, you definitely see where the love was, but if the underlying current is still, you need to perform a certain way to get love because when I got good grades, yeah. mom always noticed that. Right. Right. So we, we develop these stories about what we need to do. And this is where it's like our unprocessed pain and our unresolved emotions. We could have had the most wonderful childhood, but we all have this unprocessed pain. We all have these unresolved yeah. emotions. We all have these unmet needs because we were a child trying to figure out life. And because we know we need a parent to survive, like we know we cannot survive on our own, we will never make a parent wrong. We will always yeah. make ourselves wrong. So if a parent yells at us, we won't ever be mad at them for yelling. We'll say, Ooh, I must've been really bad to make yes. mom yell. We always make it mean something about ourselves. So, you know, it's, this is where we don't see our own stuff because I can't tell you how many moms are like, but I had the, I had an amazing childhood. Yes. My mom loved me. And as we dove deeper, she's like, Oh, I learned to be the good girl, not make waves or ask her what I needed to. So I didn't make more work for mom. Yes. Right. And so yes. this was playing out in parenting because if we never learned, if we never felt our needs were really met, we will struggle when our child is asking us to meet theirs. It will feel like we yeah. will feel this resistance to meeting their needs. So this is where a coach comes in and can kind of help you see these patterns that we just don't see on our own. Very nice. Yes. I love it. Yes. Wow. Um, 
Give, give me one second, Irene. We'll be right back with more insights on parental coaching right after this message. Hey, Kimberly Wiggins with Inspired Women Amazing Lives here. Have you been dying to share your voice in a much bigger way to make even greater impact at what you do? Are you holding yourself back from being more visible in your niche? No surprise here. I know many people who are doing the same thing every single year and wishing they hadn't. You must decide to take action right now. Nothing beats that. So are you ready to share your voice in a big way? I'm offering you the opportunity to finish off 2019 like never before. So you can look back and finally see the people you have impacted and the lives you have changed. Podcasting can help you do that. It will allow you to express yourself and be heard in a much greater way so that your message can add value to the lives of others. Isn't that what you really, really want? Check out my podcasting made easy program right now at inspiredwomenamazinglives.com. Let's shift things for your life and business before 2019 is over. Use the code POD for 50% off the podcasting made easy. All right. Um, Irene, we're back. Awesome. And that coaching, the coaching you gave me was amazing. It was really dead on it. It gave me some really, really good, really good insights. Now, another um, way that you have for parents to access you Mm -hmm. is you, she has an amazing website. I'll tell you that moms. Um, you You have a membership site coming open soon. Share with us about that. Yeah, absolutely. So I am in the process of actually collaborating with a marriage and relationship coach for moms. So we are going to support moms in all of their relationships with themselves first, but with their partners, navigating that, navigating communication and arguments and different parenting styles, and also supporting moms in their relationship with their child and understanding how to set limits and boundaries, how to see meltdowns differently, all those things. But we're creating this membership site because you know, for a few reasons. One is, you know, when we're first kind of diving into maybe what does this look like, you know, investing in a one-on-one coach could seem either challenging financially, it might seem like more of a commitment than we're ready for, but we still wanted to make this available to more moms. So it is a membership site, it's called the Empowered Mom Project. It's all about the art of influencing your relationships. It's about the journey to consciousness in how we show up in our relationships. But we are just in the process of laying all the groundwork and it will be officially launching um, after the beginning of the year. So there's anywhere from just getting the vault, which will be trainings released every week on the different pillars of empowerment all the way up until having monthly one-on-one coaching sessions and um, three workshops a month with guest hosts. So it's, it's all encompassing on creating this really empowered experience for moms to learn to show up in a way that we have a voice, that mm-hmm. we know our worth, that we can stand in our power, not from a place of anger, 
but from a place of love because love truly is what creates change. And when we can come in this place of love by shedding all our own stories, we can truly change our family. We can change generations. I believe we can change the world when we, when moms are fully supported. So that is what we're creating. The best way right now um, to, to hear about it is to jump on my email list currently um, because I will be, of course, inviting um, all of my moms in my community first. Um, on my email list, you also get invited to my private Facebook community because we're sending out a very special um, invite to those in the community um, to get in as founding members early. And it's an amazing offer that will be coming out in the next month or so. So yeah, the best way is to grab my free gift to you today, which is um, 10 parent, 10 mindset shifts that can really transform your parenting. It's 10 little tweaks in how we see our role as a parent, how we see our child, that can really, just like we did talking about meltdowns, really create that little shift, almost like that little bit of reasonable doubt in the brain. You're like, oh, I can see that differently. Kind of like I said, where I didn't know there was another way to parent. These mindset shifts are designed to get you thinking like, oh, maybe there is another way. Very nice. Yes. So, yes, moms, listen, that is an option. So you want to get on Irene's um, email list at irenemckennacoaching.com. And I will have her the link to her website, her Facebook business page, her Facebook group. She has yes. a, a Facebook yes. group with moms. Yep. I will have all of that on the podcast in the show notes. Definitely, definitely sign up for that. Get in there and get some really good stuff. And it sounds like this membership site is going to be really, really good Yeah. Um, because it's going to help uh, women as we are building relationships in all areas of our lives because and it's going to have that community of like-minded moms who are in it together so that we can it's not a place to go and like vent our problems it's a place to say how do i create a solution that i don't see right now how do i shift my perspective so that i can respond differently it's not asking for permission like you know is here's the scenario is it okay that i'm angry like okay you're angry like we've got that like how can you shift how you see it to respond from a place of empowerment versus right. a place of being like victim to your circumstances and, and thinking that you need somebody else to say something, do something, act a certain way so that you get to feel calm and joyful and peaceful. Yes. Yes. You know, I, that is so true. I mean, you know, I tell my clients, um, I'll hear you out, but I'm not giving you permission to feel better. <laughs> right. I don't need permission for that. Right. Um, yeah, I'll hear you out. You can vent. I'll let you vent. Mm-hmm. Right. But now, after you finish, let's pick ourselves up, dust ourselves off, because we're right. going to get to the work. Right. Make- and then it's like, how do you want to feel? And yes. what thoughts do we have to create for that to be a possibility for you? That's right. Yeah. yeah we don't want to leave you there. We just right. don't want to have you complain and then forget about it, right? Yeah. No, so it's not a place for that. That's good. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So all of Irene's information will be on my page and you'll be able to reach out to her. Definitely ladies. Definitely. Cause I, you know, I need uh, relationship work in different areas in my life. We always do. It's yes. about 
just empowering yourself to be better, you know? Yes, exactly. Yes. So, Irene, I asked you about a funny thing, and here's what you said. Um, (laughs) I I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, One of the things you said is, Wonder Woman is your spirit animal. Yes. (laughs) So you have this Wonder Woman alarm clock that wakes you up every day to remind you to be a heart warrior. I do. Yep. I love that. You know, and there's the quote, like, Wonder Woman's a mindset, not a fictional character. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And, and in that quote, I can see, you know, like, some people misconstrue um, Wonder Woman because they want to be it all. They think Wonder Woman is that woman that is yeah. being it all. No, but no, yeah. Wonder Woman no. is not. We can, that. you know, I like the the saying that you can you can have it all, you can be it all, just not at the same time. Like it's you can't just a- do it all at the sa- you know all at the same time. Nor nor should you. Nor should you try. You know, I just wrote a blog post on you know what if what if the goal wasn't like balance and equality, but it was equity and presence. How would that shift in what you're trying, you know, trying to create? And I think the same thing is true in, in Wonder Woman. It's like adopt the idea that I get to be empowered in my life. Empowered. Yes. That, you know, that's going to show up differently in different areas. You know, like, you know, there's waxing and waning where, you know, my, my own self-care routine is rocking but then maybe I'm not reading as many books as I want, or, you know, my, you know, I'm taking a break from all of some of the business stuff. So there's always this, this, you know, thing, but if we're always searching to have it all, we're always focused on what we don't have. That's right. Beautifully said. Yeah. Yeah. So Wonder Woman is, I love that, a mindset. It's about being empowered. It's not about trying to do it all and, right. And, and we're on this hustle wheel and all this yes. other stuff. It's not about exactly. all of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you talked about your quote. You said it mm-hmm. earlier, and that's by Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. Shankar. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. He has some beautiful quotes, um, but the, the one I really love is, we communicate more with our presence than with our words. And, and that just goes to say that, that we can't put this Band-Aid of patience on the outside you know, I use the example of bedtime, but I'm being calm. Where on the inside, you're like channel, channeling Samuel L. Jackson, if you're familiar with that <laughs> yeah. book. Um, so we're just like, we're inside, we're like screaming at our child, but on the outside, we're like, but I'm being calm. But they are mirroring that energy. Um, and the other one I like is like, life truly only happens in the present moment. Yes. Like truly in the present moment when we can learn to focus on that, we have like everything we need in that present moment. Right. Yes. Nicely said. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I had to laugh when you talked about the um, bedtime, (laughs) you know, every night, my four-year-old grandson, Mm he, um, my daughter will call me and say, he acts like he doesn't go to bed every night. It's like every (laughs) night. It's it's like, it's a new thing for him. Yeah, I said, oh my gosh. And I said, he'll fall asleep. Just, yeah, you know, he's in bed. She doesn't want him talking. She doesn't want him. Right. <laughs> we try to control all of these things because we're, because a lot of it is we know, and we're worried that if he doesn't get enough sleep, he'll be yeah. cranky tomorrow. And then I've got to deal with it and it's harder on me. So he just needs to go to sleep um, versus being like, okay, this is, this is how it is right now. I'll deal yes. with tomorrow, tomorrow. 
this is how it is right now. And I, yeah, y yeah. Because yeah, we so can fun. put all of the things in place. We can't make them fall asleep. Like we can have yeah. a solid routine. We can have a sound machine. We can have a dark room. We can have all of these things, but we can't actually make right. somebody <laughs> fall asleep. We can't make somebody be hungry when they're not hungry. We can't right. make somebody be happy when they don't feel happy. Like we can't do that. We can't make anything happen. Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for being my guest today, Irene. You oh, have an honor. Driven, oh my gosh. I, I'm excited um, about all the little tweets and snippets I'm going to use out of here. That's going to really bless moms. And definitely um, you'll be able to reach out to Irene on her website. Um, I checked it out. It's got tons of resources and things that you can use just to be able to give you some insight of things you can start doing, but definitely schedule a discovery call with her <coughs> and figure out what um, strategies that Irene can help you with Absolutely. so you can have some peace. Absolutely. I'd love to connect. It was such an honor to be here with you. I really, you know, parenting and this relationship with our child is a passion for me to speak. And anyone that gives me a platform, I am all here to speak about it. So thank tell. you for this opportunity. It was such an honor. Thank you. Inspired women, have a great, amazing day. And we will catch you on the next episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Inspired Women, Amazing Lives Podcast, where we help women to be truly inspired to live their most amazing lives. Please subscribe to the podcast to be notified of new content every week. Please like, comment, and share with the women who inspire you most or someone that you would like to inspire. See you on the next episode.